Hey, all. Chris made the point that this is a current event, and so it's sort of time sensitive, and it's an important thing to be talking about. So we should just release it uh, without the paywall. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And also, you're listening to part two of a two-part episode. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to part one. Okay. I, I knew this was going to be a heavy episode for me. Um, I, I, I'm i sure, you know, this is a lot to take in for you and for everybody yeah. listening. Um, it's a lot. This is just like, these are just broad brush. This is just themes, you know. I just told you about like massacres and unrest and fucking, you know, riots and rapes and like deforestation and palm oil exploitation and exploitation of labor and like the holding of a, an internal colony in Papua. And, you know, that would understandably cause some tension among people in Indonesia who care the way we do. Mm-hmm. Right. So that brings us to our current events. <laughs> so, so my, I just kind of put in this simple summer 2019 timeline um, to, to help us kind of, again, track, because I just, I just tracked us through like a lot of history. And now we're going to need to track through the events kind of as they happened. Um, so May Day of 2019, the anarchists made a big showing. Hell and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh fuck, like, you know, again, in 19 in the 1960s, half a million or more leftists were fucking massacred, right? Right. Now, after decades of like just being underground and being quiet and keeping things real real low key and like, yeah, you know, of course, like obviously in any major population where there's literacy and people are able to read like a variety of like texts and stuff which they're able to do you know there's going to be fucking leftists right you know anybody with a conscience who can read a bunch of books that they haven't encountered before is probably going to turn left you know and so but like the state is not a fan of the leftists because as fucking as much as they're like yay reformasi you know we're making things better as much as they're like we have a populist leader named jokowi he was a metalhead you know who came from like a poor district they're like, fuck the leftists, right? <laughs> like, we fucking own this place, right? Yeah. So on May Day, there was a big showing by by anarchists um, and, and you know, and people identifying, self-identifying as anarchists. Um, but it was still huge. I was slightly surprised by just like, damn, like they were just like all over the place. But also some downsides. There was a bunch of vandalism uh, that was attributed to them. I don't know. Again, right? post-truth it could have been a false flag it could have been just people being dipshits it could have been anything but the convenient it's so weird uh, that people care so yeah. much about vandalism that's one of those things that i yeah. have always been like what's the big deal <laughs> yeah i think somebody, i think somebody smashed up a thing oh make another one <laughs> right 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 i think it's um I mean, it has to do with the scarcity mentality. Yeah. Um, and and whether that scarcity mentality is appropriate or not is beside the point, right? Um, in most cases. Like, in Indonesia, of course, often it is harder because of capital problems. You know, this is why they're, you know, subordinated to our interests, even though they also have elites, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe, like, there would be situations where vandalism would cause real difficulty for somebody who shouldn't have been a target 
you know, and maybe because of institutional differences between say like the way they do things and the way we do things um, in terms of like um, uh, spaces, buildings, etc. right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just then, hard then maybe, imagining that it, there's any vandalism of like, you know, someone's fucking like dumpling cart or like their, you know, their shit yeah, exactly. or something like that. Like, exactly. It's always like a so I, or something like that, you know, or a dumpster. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so what, so I was actually, the reason I brought this up this way is because I was initially really enthusiastic, right? Yeah. Um, I was like, fuck yeah, burn it down. Right. And then, um, you know, cause like having lived there under Suharto, by the way, like I half my uh-huh. fucking life was into that asshole. Um, even though I had this the relative safety of an American passport, you know, you can yeah. still get affected and you were, and it's like, I'm not selfish enough to think that because I'm personally physically safe from like the, the general depravity of like a particular regime that, you know, I don't give a fuck about like my neighbors or friends who are being crushed every day. Right. So, so that's the whole thing, but like, um, right. So I was like, oh, fuck you know, like <laughs> well, right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, so, you know, just not being a freak. <laughs> yeah, right. Not being a fucking chauvinist dipshit, um, or a fucking, you know, capitalist freeloader. Uh, so, uh, I was enthusiastic, but then I saw that I looked closer at some of the, some of the images, not all. And this is why I'm wondering like what, what actually happened. Uh, there was a bunch of vandalism um, of like a uh, school for special education of like people who were like um, learning impaired or what I forget what the term is now, but like, you know, people with disabilities and stuff. So of course there was like uh, a bunch of people on social media going like, Oh, these fucking anarchists, they have no respect. Right. So I was like, okay, but that begs the question did anarchists actually do that? So, right. you know, cause you can, you can fucking dress black block and then be an asshole, you know, but not be an actual anarchist. So, you know, probably a cop. So, um, then a bunch really of these anarchists, or it's really easy to fool everyone else into thinking that you're one of us, but harder to fool us into thinking you're one of us. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Unfortunately, you cop. Um, so, uh, so, sorry, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I am, I have been this whole time. Uh, this is all evidence, shit, sucker. <laughs> well, you've just admitted uh, to some kind of crimes, I think maybe. So <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny thing is, you know, um, actually my jurisdiction as an FBI agent extends over this. So I'm going to take all this evidence with me. Oh, fuck. So yeah. Beginning of the best buddy cop movie ever made. Um, I'll just have to uh, <laughs> call my friends in the uh, former Epstein pedophile network who have global control. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I went to the movies with those guys last week. Um, right. <laughs> so, so another thing that happened that I was very not enthusiastic about was that um, the fucking pigs uh, caught a bunch of the... Um, anarchists you know on our own fucking holiday right um caught a bunch of them just grabbed them out of the fucking crowd and uh shaved their fucking heads uh to humiliate them because uh over there they they shave your head if you're like a like a prisoner like you're a fucking you know convict um, it's a good propaganda song about that rattan cane oh yeah yeah 
yeah. Yeah, about having <laughs> anarcho punks off the street and shaving their mohawks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they basically did that. Taking out their piercings. Um, yeah, fucking annoying, right? Yeah. Fucking fucking cops. Forced conformity and all that. Um it's like so it's then and then they also it's sung from the perspective of the cop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like propaganda. Oh wait, um, it's like one of the so, songs that I I could imagine like a like a uh, aggro like uh, oi punk dude like getting into that song because <laughs> of the way right. they sing it and like the fact that it's like sung from a cop's perspective. It's like uh, right, yeah, you're definitely taking the right message from this, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and yeah, so they this so they humiliated these 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 poor bastards. Um, Shave their heads, you know, and they also uh, just fucking goaded them. Like they forced them to crawl around on the ground and shit. Hmm. Um, I I don't remember if they eventually released them or if they threw them in jail for a while. Uh, things were kind of heated and confused because, again, like the, you know, the cops in the state are saying one set of things. You know, journalists are saying another set of things. The fucking normies don't know what the fuck is going on. You know, mm-hmm. um, they they're just here anarchist and they're like, wait, what anarchist? Yeah. <laughs> what? The so a few months pass. Too. Like, like, what is that? Like, uh, like what, what, is, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> you're right. Exactly. You're right. Um, <laughs> do you think like everything so, just be like, like people just do whatever they want? Like just do whatever, like no, no rules and no bad times. <laughs> no, this can't be real. It's the anarchists who are wrong. <laughs> Oh, so a few months pass, right? So that was May Day, um, and then the Indonesian um, Independence Day is on August seventeenth, and this was the next big thing. This was the thing that really started to kick things off um, because uh, you know May Day was like a uh, you know for us it was you know the story as usual is a flash in the pan, and it was good to see anarchists kind of you know making just like making themselves known in a, in a, in a way, but made a, uh, excuse me, Indonesian independence day. Um, everybody's doing their fucking independence day shit and, you know, flag waving and being happy about being free from the Dutch and the Japanese and, you know, having sovereignty. And how come their independence day is not on July 4th? That doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, you know, I, you know, I've never understood that. Um, everyone knows that July 4th is the only, is, is the like right I know, holiday for that. I know, so like, Bastille Day is July 14th, but that's just out of respect mm-hmm. for America because right. know, they don't want to step on yeah. our turf, which is that's right. probably the only good thing they've done over there, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe maybe they just decided that, like, um, you know, if French were, were waiting 10 days, then they would they would respectfully wait, like, you know, another month, roughly, and then... It makes sense. And then they... We, um, are, you know. we are much more powerful than them, so... <laughs> right right you you can tell how powerful your state is based on the, the, the day in the summer from july that it celebrates. <laughs> yeah. how many days after july 4th yeah. it's like an advent calendar like if you have more than one national holiday you're power. you're being uppity <laughs> right right we have to intervene yeah <laughs> The, the second national holiday uh, triggers a, a WMD accusation. Um, <laughs> um, no one's allowed to have better fireworks than us. Fuck off. 
<laughs> We're looking at you, China. Right. <laughs> so, so, so on August 17th, blah, 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 they're doing all their shit. They're fucking shooting off fireworks. And also they do this hilarious thing that I, I, I'm not sure why they do it. I never found out. But they have this, um, they have this uh, fun, hilarious competition, like, everywhere, where they get, like, they, they grease up the flagpole. And then people take turns trying to climb the flagpole. <laughs> so it's this like super just hilarious, like it's just kind of like um like just dead end make it to the top competition. I I think I saw one guy make it to the top once. Like he really, yeah. really went at it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I got I got this friend who's like he's the type that will just like if you're at a party, he'll just start climbing uh-huh. a tree. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, You'll so, like walk so out and be above you. <laughs> You're like, oh, what's up, man? Oh, can you beer me? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Colton <laughs> if he's listening. <laughs> um, so, right. So then I think it was the day after that. Uh, some fucking uh, people. So in Surabaya, which is one of the major cities in Java, in uh, East Java, um, some people found an Indonesian flag like down a well and uh, they immediately went super fucking fash with it. <laughs> they were like, you know, because of course, you know, there's a bunch of fucking nationalists as I've explained and they don't like anybody else. Um, so the they, they go, they go huh? flag fuckers, right? So they just go nuts, just out of their fucking mind crazy about this shit immediately because of their fucking little racist hamster wheels. Um, they immediately blame the flag being defamed. Now it's like, Oh, the flag fell down a well. This is a flag being defamed intentionally. You were right? mean to the flag. You were mean to the flag. And the flag You're is mean hurt. to the flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The flag is crying and we're all crying now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're putting the flag on antidepressants and he's not getting any better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. They're all holding the flag's hand while it dies. And like, <laughs> Honor cancer. We need to stop bullying. Uh, that's that's what this campaign is really all about. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Flag is in extreme distress and can't be seen right now. So, so they yeah. So they immediately uh, whip up a fucking mob um, and march over to a dorm at like a local college uh, where a bunch of the pop of these pop one students are living in where they because they fucking study at the university, mm-hmm. right? Um. And so then this mob besieges this dorm and starts shouting all the fucking hit horrible racist shit that, uh, you know, Indonesian racists say about pop ones uh, and, and all this shit. This is like the dream action of American conservatives going, exactly taking over literacy and saying slurs. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's literally exactly what, yep. So this is, so they do this. Uh, and it's this huge fucking scene, right? I mean, these pop ones, you know, in this storm are like, they're, they, I, I think they basically barricaded themselves inside out of terror, right? Yeah. Which you would, because you're like, generally speaking, I will just say this, generally speaking, in, in Indonesia, like in many places in, you know, 
less uh, highly um, regulated places like the States, you know, but also in any given racist situation that you can imagine. If there's a fucking mob that's shouting racist shit at you and you're just in the place where you normally live and you have no fucking idea what's going on, you're basically, you know that they're going to kill you, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's just the end of the story. And it's how it happens. Um, And in, in Indonesia, when a mob like that whips up, it is common that whatever the fuck they're going on about, they're going to kill somebody about it. Right. Or they're going to like really fuck somebody up. You know, Um, everybody's got a fucking machete or something at home. You know, Um, it's a garden tool. It's normal. You know, I have one in my room. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So, so you get, you get, yes, you have. Yes. Um, So, you know, you get pissed off, you grab your shit and you go over to where, the people are that they're that you're pissed at, you know, and then you, you kind of figure it out uh, one way or another. So this was this whole fucking scene, this whole fucking episode. And it was like real bad. And then um, I, I mean, I remember just like seeing that and being like, this is fucking bad. Like just bananas. Yeah. Right. Like I just reacting to that, like at work and being like, Holy fuck. Like, I mean, I I've seen some shit. I've heard about some shit, you know, Indonesia is a wild place, but like, fuck, these poor kids are going to get fucking lynched, you know? And then within like, I think a few days now that I am looking back, um, the reaction across, cause you know, this is the era of Twitter. Now this is the era of like very fucking fast social media. Yeah. So this happens in Surabaya in East Java, which is like, if it happened in fucking, you know, like uh, uh, New Jersey or something, right? And then... Just to let the listeners know, we're in in the D.C. area, so that's kind of (laughs) close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like... like Right, right. And so it's like... Yeah, it'd be like if something like that happened in Jersey and then the whole fucking country lights up like two days later. Um, So the pop ones... um, in West Papua in particular, who have had a a free Papua movement Mm -hmm. for decades um, since like the seventies because of the shit that happened in the sixties. And because it's like, they, they, they never got to say how they wanted to be free. Right. They got handed off (laughs) from the Dutch to the Indonesian state, which was then, within a few years, the, you know, Suharto is an Indonesian state. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, like I said, he just fucking, fucking, you know, opened the doors and, uh, and let everybody in, uh, to, to do all that shit, uh, in terms of exploitation. Now he did not like, you know, um, other things anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, getting, getting sidetracked here. <laughs> uh, so, so the pop ones are basically a resource colony, right? Yeah. Um, Right. Like that's their land. They've been there the whole fucking time. Um, and yet over the past, you know, a hundred years, yeah, all their shit's being taken away from them. Um, I've mentioned the Grassberg mine a couple of times. It cannot be overemphasized. It is the largest gold mine and the third largest copper mine in the world. It is held and operated by Freeport McMoran, an American corporation conglomerate. And as of, you know, Joe Coey's administration, um, I think it was in the last year, um, they decided 
to kindly um, buy a majority share, buy like a sliver, a majority share of the mine mm-hmm. so that they could then, um, then, you know, then, then it would could, could be the Indonesian state controlling it instead of an American conglomerate, even though it's essentially a partnership. Yeah. But again, there are no Poplins running this fucking mine, at least not the way you would think of it, right? It is all outsiders just sucking it out. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so things have not been great for them. Um, so there were these mass uh, demonstrations all over West Papua and Papua. These are two different provinces now um, that were created after they decided Irian Jaya. Gloria's conquest was not very politically correct and not conducive to, you know, smooth politics. Um, but we saw protests in cities all across the country as far as as far west as Sumatra. So it'd be like if this shit popped off in, you know, Jersey, like I said, and then the whole, you know, the whole country, including like Seattle and, and LA the next day was like, fuck that. And it wasn't just Papuans in these other cities. It was people who were like, say, activists or like concerned people, you know, um, and that was really encouraging because, uh, you know, Papuans are, are, are very, very condescended to in Indonesia. Um, they, they don't get a lot of latitude. Um, and like I said, there's this kind of horrible uh, sort of racist, nationalist, anti-Papua sentiment mm-hmm. among a lot of people elsewhere. Um, and so it was really, really encouraging to see so many people mobilized that quickly in support of, you know, not just the students, but in support of the Papuan um, um, essentially rising, you know, um, because they were flying their own flag in these uh, protests, right? Not the Indonesian flag. And they were chanting, uh, we are not the red and white, which is the Indonesian flag. We are the morning star, which is the Papuan flag. So very explicitly, like, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> you know? oh, um, that's the flag I had on, on your profile. That's the flag right? I had in Miami for like a couple weeks. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what that was. Um, it's a, it looks a bit like an inverted color American flag, but just with mm-hmm. one star. But like, yeah, if you look it up, if you look up the Papuan morning star flag, um, yeah, it's a red red bar on the left side with a white star, and then some blue and white stripes on the right side. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, and so yeah, it's it's a nice little flag. Um, and I the think flag of Papua it. New Guinea came up alongside it, though. And I gotta say, that one's a lot cooler. Oh, yeah. it looks like an ANCOM flag, but with stars and a uh, <laughs> some kind of like swallow or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, I forget is that a bird of paradise? Um, there's a lot of a lot of yep. cool birds out there. Bird of paradise, um, right? Yeah, that's definitely a bird of paradise. Um, so yeah, so so these risings happened. Um, I mean, if you look up the footage, um, I was looking at it on Twitter. I don't know how easy it is now to find that on Twitter, especially because a lot of it's in Indonesian. These posts, um, but you could probably find a lot of it on YouTube. Um, just like watching people in their traditional. Uh, regalia or or just traditional wear you know um marching chanting singing with bows with their flag with with all this stuff 
uh, marching on this on these streets through various villages and towns in you know out in the country, um, and then the people of these of these small uh, uh, settlements, you know, coming out of their homes and then just joining the march spontaneously, right? Um, like that that's very indicative. <laughs> that's very like telling. Um, and then in the cities like Jayapura, which is a, 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 a sizable city um, in north, like on the north coast of Papua, um, where a lot of the resources and stuff go through. It's a port city, of course. Um, and then like Wamena, which is like smaller by a good deal, but like still um, a center of sorts. You know, it's, a, it's like if you go to Papua, you've heard of Wamena. Um, so Wamena, um, Jayapura, a few other towns and cities like started to go through some serious upheaval. Uh, I forget, shit, was it Wamena? One of them, in one of them, uh, like a local kind of um, Indonesian government office uh, was torched. Um, and recently, um, a bunch of different shit is being torched in in Jayapura even, which is like, um, like I said, it's a big poor city. Um, so it, it'd be like if, uh, I don't know, like if somebody torched a bunch of shit in Portland, Oregon, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. holy shit, like it's not the biggest city we've got, but it's a fucking city, you know. Um, it'd and be like so, if a bunch of armed Nazis came to Portland. Almost as it, yeah, yeah. Roof. Exactly. A um, bit like that. And so uh, they're, they're going through some shit. And um, I saw that um, this, so, so, so this is getting away from me again. Sorry. But basically, so pop was lit up. Um, there's a lot of popular support for them almost off the bat, which was really encouraging. This was back in, you know, August, late August. And then, um, then we were hearing from like, you know, on like on Twitter and stuff, like these these journalists on the ground who were covering it and like other other people who are like, say, activists and stuff who are covering it, you know, and getting a lot of this footage out on Twitter and stuff. And you know, this is I mean, it looked fucking nuts out there. Uh, they were like, oh, by the way, um, the Indonesian military is landing. They're landing a lot of people and we're not sure how much longer we're going to have Internet. And then there was an Internet blackout. Oh shit! Um, yeah, uh, there was also talk, and I don't know if this was confirmed, but there was talk that what they called Densus eighty eight, which is Special Detachment eighty eight, uh, was deployed, uh, which is Indonesia's oh. special anti terror goon squad. What is the data <laughs> reference? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I actually looked that up, and um, there's some ambiguity. <laughs> Uh, okay, so but, it's Hal Hitler, <laughs> basically. Right, basically. <laughs> um, so what's interesting is actually that in in because the founder Asia, was born in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. So actually, that would yeah. If you look at the Wikipedia, there's like, well, there is one story that says this, and there's another story that says that. Uh, but um, so so the number eight in a lot of Asia is considered a lucky number. So there is. Uh-huh. You know, there are people who are like, oh, you know, like kept it, they kept the 88 because eight is lucky. And when you say 88, it's like supposed to be extra lucky. Um, that's just a thing. Um, 
So there's a lot of things with like a lot of eights on them, you know? Uh, I don't know that that's like, that's a, that's definitely like, I mean, that's consciously a retroactive application to whatever the origin story was, right? Um, but, the, but, but special detachment 88, densus 88, was formed in 2003 in response to the 2002 Bali bombing by, you know, like these, these fucking jihadist uh, bombers and stuff. Um, and that was, I mean, the, the, the aughts wasn't, uh, was a time when there was a ton of fucking uh, terrorist activity bombings and shit. And it was pretty fucking creepy stuff. So um, it was pretty easy for them to say, Hey, we're going to create an anti-terrorist squad, you know, and join the war on terror. Um, so Densus 88 was funded, trained, and equipped by the U.S. and Australia. Hooray! Um, and apparently in one of these apocryphal stories about how it was named, um, it was because the the guy, the American they were talking to, called it something, and they thought that he said 88. And then later they were like, oh, well, we think he didn't actually say 88. But who knows? Because obviously DHS is full of fucking Nazis. So we don't know. We don't fucking know. But it's creepy as fuck. So, um, and then just the other day, just to wrap this up um, on like the events, uh, the the events themselves in Papua, like um, I think it was literally yesterday that there was like a, a, a set of protesters in Papua that were marching um, and the cops just literally just started firing on them and killed like 20 or 30 of them, like right on the fucking spot. Um, so that's cool and not horrifying at all. Um, so I want to talk about this guy, Waranto. Um, it's common in um, Indonesia, uh, at least among the Japanese um, to just have one name. So a lot of these Javanese politicians just end up sounding like these fucking like badasses because they just yeah. have one name. <laughs> so you're like, wow, that's that's either really cool or really scary or both. I don't know. You're very cool if you have either one name or like six names. You know, six names, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Wiranto. There's there's this um, uh, there's this character in a manga called Five Star Stories. He's the main character. Mm-hmm. And his name is like. Amaterasu no Mikado Disgrand Greece Idas the Fourth. It's like, damn, that's a badass name. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 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 Waranto, um is old as fuck now. He's like 72, um, and so he was uh, a military leader um, back in the day when Suharto was in charge. Uh, so again, I, like I said, a lot of these guys are still creeping around doing stuff and a lot of them have not really actually lost that much power or maybe they've even gained power doing other things. So there's a perception that Waranto um, had a moderating influence um, when during the times of the, the, um, uh, the crises of the late nineties when Suharto was ultimately uh, kicked out. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The, I see you highlighting this. So the O E and the U um, is just because there was like the old spelling and then they, they fixed the spelling. Uh, um, like the, okay. the Dutch would spell it O E and uh, then, okay. and then now they're just spelled with a U. So Suharto can be spelled either way. There's also Sukarno's like that. Um, so if you see an O E in Indonesian spelling, it's like the old style. Hmm. Right. Yeah. 
So, um, right. So, so Ronzo was this like general, as I recall, he was a general at the time in like 1998, 1999 and so forth. Um, he had the option to basically pull a Suharto um, and just impose military rule during this crisis. But he kind of stepped back and said, no, we're going to let these other elites and, uh, you know, kind of talk to the people, figure out this new kind of liberal democracy reformasi thing. Cool guy. Um, right. So he's a super nice, cool guy and there's no problems at all. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So he's been labeled like a military reformist uh, because he uh, pulled the military back from you know, Indonesian politics, which, you know, for a long time, they were very like, they had their hand in a lot of things. They still have their hand in a lot of things, but maybe not quite so much as they did under Suharto. Because again, Suharto was a fucking ex-general himself. So, yeah, so so he kind of, he did some things, he fixed up some things, he separated the cops from, from, from military as two different, like, arms of the, of the, of the government. Um, but like, you know, East Timor is still on his hands, like all that shit that, that people have probably heard of, but basically like a few thousand East Timorese were murdered by the military, um, and many people displaced, uh, and he had the authority to stop it. He did not. Um, and he had, it seems he had, um, full awareness of what was going on and he did nothing about it. And there were other things that, that happened, um, massacres and stuff during that era, that during that period of time that he really didn't do much about. Um, so super cool. Uh, in 2003, uh, a court in East Timor, this is after it had basically um, gained its, its uh, fledgling independence from Indonesia, partly through interventions. Um, they indicted and charged, charged him with crimes against humanity because of all that shit. And then probably through political pressure, then, then they backed down. Uh, so he skated and then he ran for president a few times. So, you know, you're seeing this kind of pattern with this guy that he really likes being in charge of shit. Um, That's crazy to me and, being like, you have committed crimes against humanity and then later being like, yep. mm, eh, maybe not actually. <laughs> maybe not. We, we, we reviewed the uh, books and uh, actually you're a super great. <laughs> not something you would ever expect anyone to back off on. <laughs> right. Right. Um, maybe you just committed regular crimes. <laughs> right. Right. Crimes around crimes against and humanity <laughs> <laughs> right. who are human yeah yeah um so then uh if this doesn't tell you anything i don't know what does in 2016 joe Coey, our our super nice happy charm campaign guy you know who listens to metallica and you know there's lots of cutesy obama style videos of him hanging out with kids and stuff um he appointed waranto as indonesia's coordinating minister for political legal and security affairs so kind of like, you know. So, so Joko is um, basically Beto. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually looked up. Um, I, I looked on um, online and found on YouTube some some stuff uh, about you know Warata's sort of uh, talk about this current situation in Papua. 
uh, he gave a press conference a couple weeks ago, and and I uh, I managed to use my rusty, very rusty Indonesian, and I hope that people forgive me if I made any mistakes in translation. Um, but a lot of this was like you hear a lot of this kind of spin in Indonesia, and you know that you know definitely sets it apart from places like the United States, where politicians are only purely uh, uh, honest and and never tell lies or misdirect the conversation, right? So. So Ranto said um, about the Papua situation, you know, in the middle of this fucking blackout, by the way, you know, and sending troops and shit. He's like, okay, so, you know, we need to allow due process by the justice system to give the final verdict on how all these people died. You're like, what? All these people that, you know, you're like, okay. And this was before, by the way, this is just like before what I just told you about, like the cops just shooting up a bunch of protesters just at will. That happened like the other day. This guy's talking two weeks ago. So, you know, cool. Uh, if, so, uh, if, if this is how he's talking at the time, then. So I'm guessing this is, uh, he's invoking due process in the same way that it yep. is usually invoked nowadays too, where it's just like a completely reactionary thing to protect. Absolutely. Power. Yep. Okay. Yep. He's just saying like, oh, you know, everybody's reacting and getting all hot. And, you know, we just have to let like the, the experts like process this and like, go through it and he said you know we have to we have to autopsy these bodies to determine what was going on and then he says you know it's really problematic though because um there's all these people that are like oh we don't want them autopsied we don't want them autopsied you know he's like and that's just causing difficulty and (laughs) so that's the first thing he starts with and then he says also you know right now we have this problem where there's these sort of um you know, interested parties of some kind that are really just trying to discredit and undermine the Indonesian government, you know, like, and that's not, that's not very nice. And, and um, that's very unhelpful of them. Um, And, uh, and let me just tell you some things about Papua. You see, if you look at all these indices and these stats, life is actually improving for the people in Papua and West Papua, again, two different provinces now. Um, And then he goes through, yeah, basically, he goes through educational metrics and outcomes, and he talks about how, like, oh, you know, back in the day, there were only this many hospitals and clinics, and now there's so many more hospitals and clinics. So things are actually really improving. Um, then, uh, and this becomes, this is basically a theme right now. Like, this is just, like, part of the fucking churn in, in the media right now, I guess. He talks about the alleged presence of anarchists in the Papuan region. He's like, oh, you know, people keep talking about all these anarchists there. You know, this whole like, you know, people say thing that like Fox News does a lot. Mm. Um, And then he goes, uh, he goes, ultimately, though, uh, you know, we must all come together and, and just learn from all this. And we need to create a future where there's like a place for all of us. And, you know, the president is asking us to be patient and we have to we have to really uh, act for, for purposes of peace. And, you know, of course, when you, when you hear that shit from like a military leader, you got to really like feel a little cold. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, uh, <laughs> this, this was a little hard to track. So I might have gotten the rep- the, the rhetoric a little wrong, but he says, he's like, you know, this people are talking about this, you know, like an independence referendum for Papua. But the thing is that they're already free. (laughs) We're all free. (laughs) And then he says, you know, and this is the fucking, this was the fucking, just the balls on this guy, right? Then he he mentions East Timor. Uh And he goes, 
So East Timor, they had a referendum and then they got their freedom. <laughs> Despite everything he did or didn't do, right? Um, but the thing is that, like, you know, West Papua, they had a referendum and it didn't go anywhere. So, you know, what's the big deal here? Uh, and then he kind of takes a jab at um, Benny Wenda, who is like um, a major agitator and I think an exile, actually, in the Free Papua movement. He's either in exile or, he, or he's literally just hiding in the woods, I forget. Um, and then and then he goes with like the real grim shit. I mean, this guy really knows how to fucking talk about, you know, the fact that everybody's fucked. Um, where Anto goes, uh, you know, the thing about this imposed internet blackout is like the thing is like everyone's on social media these days, getting all these signals about how things are bad there, and they get the most negative stuff, and they get all wound up, you know, and unruly, and that just makes it really difficult for us way over in Jakarta, like in the government, to like maintain stability and peace and they're just exas- exacerbating the situation you know <laughs> he's like he's like how are we you know, do whatever we want react? if you're always complaining about what we do Pr- pretty much yeah <laughs> um so then he like urges the audience you know and these extremely sympathetic press people who literally are like laughing at his jokes and shit right so that's really really encouraging um and he goes you know with I just want us all to be patient as like we work to stabilize the situation. Um, the people there are already showing improved attitudes. Um, and then Guys once everything is stuff nice, up all the time, love talking about stability. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, and, and then he goes, and this is like the real fucking clincher. I mean, like this guy's just straight up, just, just stop of shit. Like he goes, once everything nice and is nice and conducive again, then we'll reopen the internet. <laughs> like, awesome, dude. The darkest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, and conducive, um, conducive is the Indonesian, like, you know, it's their loan from the word conducive. And they use that word a lot now to just talk about like, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, do you want to come over and hang out? Uh, it's not really conducive for me right now. Like, like, it's sort of just describing your situation in shorthand is like, I can't really, you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like, can we make this trade agreement? Uh, you know, things just aren't conducive, you know? So he's like, he's using this word that anybody would use about like, just as a, as a sort of a wave, just a hand wave toward like, wow, it doesn't right. really work for, you know, <laughs> he's like, so once everything works for us, then we'll, uh, then we'll lift the blackout. Yeah. It doesn't really jive uh, with us right now <laughs> to have right now. <laughs> right. Not, not feeling um, those vibes from the internet. Not just, <laughs> right. Not vibe. Um, and, and since, since he gave that press conference, you know, just in the last few days as well, um, two, two, at least Twitter prominent, um, voices, uh, at least one is a journalist. And I think the other is she's a human rights lawyer actually. So I should, that. Um, so Veronica Coman, um, who's the human rights lawyer, and um, Dandy, uh, what's his name? Shit, let me look this up real quick. Um, I had it open in my other Twitter because I have two Twitters. Um, come on. Or, yeah, Dandy Laxono. So, um, he is a journalist who went to Papua and was filming the West Papuans rising. And, uh, and basically he was just arrested. Uh, Oh, today. Oh shit. Yeah. Today. Sorry. You know, fucking, uh, you know, news, uh, time with Twitter time moves, moves fast. 
Um, feels like a year. Uh, but yeah, so so basically, so we're feeling more like more chill vibes now. That more chill vibes. I think uh, he's starting to. His enemies are in jail. Pretty much, like just like, well, I massacred all these protesters, and I'm putting these journalists and lawyers in jail. So I think things are starting to just really work out for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised personally if, um, he might decide to just stay as like a kind of, um, just like this kind of upper level statesman bureaucrat, like, like master fucking Kissinger type, Mm. or he might actually run for president again, you know, using this kind of rhetoric. I'm not sure. But, uh, so, so that's, you know, dark. Um, meanwhile, and this is just like, just to throw it in the mix. So slash and burn activities are like a big fucking thing over there. And um, pretty much every year there's this slash and burn season where all these farmers um, and, and plantation people will, you know, uh, slash and, you know, cut down all this, all this plant material that's grown up and burn it away. And because it's, you know, dense and wet and full of, and, and also there's like just tons and tons and tons and tons of it, all being burned at once, um, it creates what they generally refer to as the haze, which is like, you know, all these like kind of classic sort of paradigmatic photos of like Shanghai or Beijing these days where you're like, oh man, like the the air looks like shit, you know? Um, It'd be like if you took that and just like, just did it for like a month all over Southeast Asia just by burning a bunch of fields and shit or like forests and shit in Indonesia. Um, that old also these fires fog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, just gotta love it. Um, and, uh, and also like the fires, um, as I understand it sometimes cause like local, like forest fires and stuff. So it also causes damage, you know, you know, it's, and then the, like the haze itself is like people were saying, uh, this year they were describing this year's haze. It's like, it's like breathing into a barbecue all fucking day for weeks. Wow. Um, yeah. Like, like people have to wear masks and they still can't get any fucking relief and it just gets into everything. And, you know, women are like, you know, I'm, I'm afraid for my baby's health and survival. Like, I think this is going to be permanently damaging them and stuff. And, and yet, you know, it just continues. And that's, I mean, this is nothing new. Unfortunately, this has been going on since I think, probably before I was born, you know, so decades. Um, but it just, it's getting worse. Uh, it seems. And, um, it's like, it's one of those things that like every, every fucking year, every other country in that region goes, fuck you, Indonesia. What the fuck do something about this. (laughs) And they're like, well, you know, it's not conducive. (laughs) 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 Um, it's just kind of like a perfect, combination of like like bad local practices you know um agrarian like agricultural industrial industrial greed and like the sort of the gray area of statecraft where they're like well we don't really care we want the taxes and the profits and it's too expensive and difficult to control these people so we're just gonna not you know Uh, we we would rather brutalize poplins you I know, love state logic. Then, it rules. Yeah, exactly. It's it's fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, so speaking of state logic, ah, uh, this is where we get to the big story right now, and this is real interesting stuff. So 
there's there was this move by the um, Indonesian House of Reps, and it seems to have had massive like elite approval um, to make these two uh, like legislative changes. The first uh, to do with the KPK, the Corruption Eradication Commission, um, where they basically, I think. Yeah, they, they, they basically just, like, watered down the whole fucking thing. So, you know, like I said before, it's, you know, Kapika is a tool. It's not a cure, but it is helpful, and people have seen it as helpful to the interests of the people. But then suddenly the government's like, well, you know, that's nice and all, but and we've been doing this for a while, so we're going to revise this to make it super weak. You know? Uh, interesting. Interesting move, right? Um and the Kapika, yeah, it says here, um, it was established in two, 2002, but it was literally a part of the reform demands that came out of the overthrow of Suharto. So it is tied to the move from, you know, authoritarian kind of Indonesian quasi-fascism or fascism or whatever the fuck you want to call it into, at the very least, some kind of semi-liberal democracy, right? Um and so watering down that commission, that agency is a big fucking problem for the people because it is one of the things that they wanted and needed and have relied on to stay, you know, uh, clear of, of uh, even more state repression. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, oh God. So, so there's that. Um, so there was, you know, a poll, people by a vast majority fucking hated this revision and they were like, fuck this. Um, there were small protests. Um, and then uh, in the meantime, let's see, that was in. What happened? Oh, yeah, that was early September. OK, yeah. Then, like last week, another another. Uh, revision came up this time of the criminal code. And this time they were like, you know, we should really listen to these conservative Islamist types who are, you know, super influential in certain parts of government and in certain parts of society. And who, of course, again, were part of the winning coalition back in the day. And who, again, were part of the surviving coalition in the sixties and benefited somewhat, if not in every way from Suharto's regime. And again, many of them would have perhaps been involved in like, like, I don't know, the slaughter of 500,000 leftists. So the government's thinking about that power thing again. And they say, well, the conservative Islamists, they, um, they're always having good ideas. They're always having good ideas. And we think we should um, take some of their ideas and, and put them in the, in the new revised criminal code. So the proposal as I've seen it here uh, from from Wikipedia because again parsing through Indonesian Twitter is tough. Um, the latest proposal includes several laws based on conservative religious interpretations, including the ban on premarital sex, living together outside of marriage. So I guess you know you could fucking slip with a friend like I'm doing with two of my friends right now, you know, mm-hmm. and they would be like, "You're going to fucking jail, twerp," you know. Uh, performing black magic, which, by the way, um, you know everybody does in many parts of the country, um, and abortion without reasons of medical emergency and rape. So, like, you know, 
that shit. Uh, well, more moderate I, on abortion <laughs> than a lot of American conservatives. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is like unfortunately saying something. Um, <laughs> and then the draft criminal code also criminalizes. Guys, you just love to see it. Criminalizes insults against the president, vice president, religion generally, <laughs> state institutions, and state symbols such as ding 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 the flag and the national anthem. <laughs> so. <laughs> So between that, get me if I just and, criticize the concept of the state itself, right? Right. <laughs> Which it sounds eerily like um, the uh, Jesus. What, what was it called? The, yeah, the, the peace um, law in Japan. Yeah. The uh, yeah that we talked about. Fuck. Yeah, but the one that basically, yeah, the the one that basically we held up as like tacit proof that japan was in fact fascist right um yes. like like in in institutionally fascist if not you know uh, party fascist um peace and so laws. peace preservation laws that's right so basically this is saying a lot of the same kind of thing it's like oh no no you yeah. can't insult any of this you can't do anything that we don't like you know yeah. um and it's interesting that they brought up the flag and the national anthem in this on the 18th of September, one month almost exactly after the flag was found in the well in Surabaya. So that's heavy. Um, <laughs> so then um, the, the uh, let's see, the vote was scheduled to be held on the 24th of September. Um, Joko Widodo decided to postpone the vote because of like people just being like, what the fuck is this? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and so then there were still fears of the parliament pushing for the vote before the end of their term on the 24th of September. So two fucking days ago. So on September 24th, uh, like thousands, maybe tens of thousands of university students and, and other people, um, but it was largely organized by the students turned out in like dozens of cities across Indonesia in protest against these revisions, you know, and they were hashtagging, um, for example, reformasi di corrupsi, which means the reformation is being corrupted. Mm -hmm. um, they also hashtagged Gajayan Mamangil, uh, which means Gajayan is calling, and Gajayan was the site of the death of a student protester in 1998 when Suharto was being protested. So that is, you know, the, a huge number of um, people. I've opened the article and I'm it looking is, at the picture there. It's like if you look, it is long so many stretch people. of road just covered with people. Yeah, yeah. Um, as as I was uh, telling someone else, I was like, you know, one thing that I really appreciate about Indonesia is that. Um, when they get riled up politically, they're a bit like the French. They just fucking show up and like the whole street is just overtaken, you know? Um, like they're, they're just like, like I said before, like they play their cards pretty close on a, on a normal day. You know, they, they do their thing. They stay out of, you know, they, they keep their heads down. They stay out of trouble. Uh, as a rule, I mean, you know, everybody's, you know, there's variance in every society or whatever, but like, um, but when it comes to this shit, they're just like, 
yeah, okay, so how about uh, at 12 o'clock, 10,000 of us show up at the fucking palace? And they're like, okay, let's go. Fuck this, you know? <laughs> like, and then they just, like, make a ruckus. Um, so the, um, the seven demands... Oh, shit, I, I meant to put this in the fucking notes. I will find them real You know what? I'm looking at this picture, and I, I, I thought of why people... Like, why they appeal to vandalism, and it's part of the whole thing of, like... It, it, cleanliness, like the appeal to cleanliness um, yes, that yes. fascists do, and it's very genocidal. Yes, they do the yeah. same thing it's, with yeah, like, uh, protesters, like thing. leaving trash and trashing the streets right. and stuff like that. Yep, yep. Um, let's see, where the fuck is this? I had it. Um, fuck no. So, so okay, so of a, a brace joke, but uh, if you uh-huh. uh, if you care about cleanliness, I'll put you in a fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it took a it took a a minute um, for the the seven demands to consolidate uh, into the phrasing that they seem to have now. Mm-hmm. But the other day, yesterday, I mean. Um, one of the people that I follow on, on Indonesian Twitter, there we go. Um, basically, uh, retweeted or sorry, tweeted the images of the Indonesian language, um, demands and the English language, um, translation, which I can, I can pull up right here. Uh, the first demand annul or revise the proposed criminal code and other problematic bills, including the manpower bill, the agrarian bill, the mining bill, and the correctional system bill. So a bunch of stuff dealing with like essentially how, how shit is run in the country. You know, um, I think that uh, from, from what I'm, from what I've been kind of glossing over uh, and skimming through in Indonesian Twitter, there was also like issues with um, farmers being like evicted or kicked off their own land that they were, they were working on or something. So I think that might be the agrarian bill. Um, so a bunch of other shit demand the parliament immediately pass the bill on the eradication of sexual violence. So they're basically saying like all that other shit, you need to get your shit straight. But we also uh, have some, uh, instead of, of all this shit about Islamist guys. Want. Exactly. Exactly. They're like, you know, how about, how about we, you know, talk about people who grow up people, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah. So number two, Annul the appointment of the new board of commissioners of the Corruption Eradication Commission. So basically, those guys suck. Get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, three, which was very encouraging to see, withdraw troops from West Papua and release the political prisoners. Four, stop persecution of activists. Five, resolve cases of past gross human rights violations by bringing the perpetrators to justice, which is a huge fucking demand in Indonesian history because yes. that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Um, six, stop the forest fires in Sumatra and Kalimantan and punish the corporations that caused them. So this has partly to do with the slash and burn stuff. Um, because, you know, they're clearing the land to plant, say, palm oil or whatever. And the corporations, of course, the ones who are driving that because of the profit, um, palm oil is huge there because it's profitable and basically nothing else. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, seven, reject the appointment of active military officers to civilian government posts. And this is interesting because the civil service um, is actually a huge sector of employment for um, college-educated people. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that 
um, the students, the college students uh, would, would push that point as essentially saying like, you know, we're in direct conflict with you over this particular um, like practice, you know, because if you're, if you're like throwing a bunch of military dudes who are already set, right. Again, the military is their other thing, you know, like you get in the military, you're pretty much fine. Um, and then all the civvies have to fucking duke it out in the market, right? So if you can get into the civil service, you know, as an educated person, then you're also set. It's it's a kind of like government socialism kind of thing, right? Um, like like socialist employment sort of program, um, where as long as you, you know, as long as you're in the military or the civil service, you're good to go. Um, so so that last one was interesting too. Um, there's a bunch of footage. I'm looking at an find. alternate translation, and uh-huh. uh, the thing about the uh, forest fires in Kalimantan that uh-huh. it also says uh-huh. and revoke the uh, permits of the corporations responsible. Yes, yeah, that would uh, that would make sense as well, because because uh, uh, you know the corporations are um, you know they have to be uh, permitted or licensed to operate there, mm-hmm. um, and there's you know there's nationalized corporations there's also um, international corporations that have interests in this in this region it also says Um, ban national police personnel from holding civilian office so military and police yeah so that so that when i said that um they were still sort of um forming uh their kind of final demands that's actually what i saw first was that was the national police uh-huh. And then I saw active military and I was like, okay, are they, which one is which? Cause again, as we mentioned, where Ronto had a key role in separating the police from the military. So I kind of wonder like how separate are they really, you know? Right. Cause, cause the cops there just like most other places can just kind of fucking run you over, you know, like they can do what the fuck they want. Uh, and they, and they will We've all seen the raid here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, 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 so I'm curious, kind of, you know, I, I'm hopeful that these demands will be met, you know, um, I mean, it's big demands, but they're necessary, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're basically making the accusation that, um, you know, the, the hope of democracy in Indonesia is being pulled right out from under them right now, uh, with these revisions. And that's right. why all these people have, have showed up. Um, there have been uh, it's not like anything you know on the scale of uh, you know, the fucking Paris Commune or anything. It's not like they're just lining them up against the wall or something. But like you know, it's just like typical. Like you're you're when these protests, it turns into a riot, or the police say it's a riot and they start just shooting at you. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they were at the gates of the Indonesian House of Reps the other day, um, the police turned water cannons on them. You can see that footage on, on YouTube, and it's fucking wild. Um, but the people are very defiant. Um, that yesterday, uh, after the, the college students had, had kind of staged their, their really big protest on Monday, um, yesterday, a bunch of high school students, at least in Jakarta, um, showed up uh, to form their own protest um, kind of on behalf in a way. Um, and so that was 
that was also uh, significant just because it showed that there was more than just college students involved, that there were people spontaneously joining um, in this in this kind of general movement against these these uh, these revisions, you know, these kind of backtrackings of the government um, into, you know, further brutality. Uh, and so uh, within the within the let's see, within the protests of the of the university students, um, the, the Mahasiswa is the term <laughs> Indonesian. Um, students wore the colored blazers of their respective universities. So I guess they, they do this thing where they have blazers that are colored according to like their university colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a bit like a uniform, right? Um, so they, they wore their blazers to show like we are the people of this university, you are the people of that university, but also show solidarity as students of the university system. You know, um, They had a lot of messaging, um, really good uh, like social media stuff about like self care, stay hydrated, wear like comfortable clothing, you know, all the stuff that you usually see. But like I was seeing a lot of like really just like cute, clear cartoons and, and, and um, infographics and stuff like stay hydrated. Don't just throw your litter everywhere. Keep the streets clean. Look out for each other. Um, do not create unnecessary provocation. Um, wear comfy shoes if you need to run, you know? Um, so, so that was, that was really cool to see ahead of it. And um, at the same time, you know, I mean, this was, I saw that like the night before the big protests and I started to get nervous cause I was like, yeah, I know this is actually serious and this is going to be serious. And then it was very fucking serious. Um, you know, and they were climbing up on that gate, like the fucking, like it'd be like if you fucking climb on the gate of the white house, you know, yeah. like, yeah. holy shit. Right. So, so, and then of course that's when the water cannons came out and the tear gas came out and the fucking cops are all, Awesome trouble. Uh, so you know, I saw you know one guy, um, one person. Uh, I, I I don't know any identifying information about them, but I tweeted a, tweeted this um, retweeted this, I should say, uh, earlier this evening that somebody, one of the protesters, had been there with a traditional popcorn like satchel um, mm-hmm. that had the name Popwell like stitched onto it. And then that person was shot in the chest and died. Um, And uh, another person uh, I saw via some of the Instagram accounts of these, of the the protesters, another person uh, was batoned in the skull by a a cop and went into a coma. So, um, you know, fuck the cops. Yeah. what I also noticed, which is is um, encouraging, though, was um, you know after May Day, right? I was like, oh, anarchists are running around doing anarchy things <laughs> and having a little fun. That's cool. Um, but um, I also saw in the in the, the preparatory uh, social media as well as some of the other stuff throughout um, indications that. Um, there may be a rising Indonesian left, kind of like there's a rising American left, mm-hmm. um, which is really fucking cool. Um, they were influencing some of the social media at the very least, probably some of the messaging. I mean, the messaging is pretty left of where it's at right now, so I assume that there were leftists involved. Um, and it is also, again, fucking people who read, right? Students and shit. So, like, there's got to be a bunch of commies and anarchists and stuff in there. Um, <laughs> One of one of the accounts I, I, I ran into 
was uh, <laughs> was something like uh, roughly translated. It was just like a picture of Karl Marx. So first I was like, oh shit, like an Indonesian is tweeting Marx. Like this is this is much like this is new to me. Um, you know, again, they've had to be very underground and like cautious. Um, so uh, it was just like uh, kind of like a cartoon picture of Karl Marx and then next to it in Indonesian it said basically like are you going to class or are you going to the class war <laughs> and I was like fuck yes like, <laughs> um, and then a bunch of other like more kind of like anarchist syndicalist kind of messaging and stuff too uh, which was good to see um, so the question remains with this um, as with uh, you know protests and, and you know actions in really anywhere in the world these days is like how much of this movement is controlled by like activists, you know, the more kind of like shout and stomp your feet types and then go home and have dinner and go to sleep, you know, and not think about it um, versus like opportunists who are trying to create like a political career um, versus like actual organizers who are very serious and, and who are committed to um, achieving lasting concrete goals, you know? Right. And I think that we will see, from their interactions with the state and what they're perhaps able to achieve, you know, what that answer is, what, what's actually going on. And I'm sure it's a lot of, you know, little column A, little column B. Um, they, as I mentioned or alluded to the media and the government are talking a lot about like the dangerous anarchists and all this shit. Um, and they make them sound uh, so cool. I know, right? They make us sound so powerful and, <laughs> and you know, interesting um, and uh, cartoon villain and shit. Uh, <laughs> and also, in some of the media coverage, they were they were saying the, they're using the term um, anarchistis, which is like uh-huh. not the word. It's anarchis. Um, so it's like they were like not even using the proper term. <laughs> <laughs> It would be like if they call us anarchists, you know? <laughs> anarchoists. <laughs> yeah, anarchoists, anarchists. Like, okay, apparently you're, you know, you're politically illiterate. Um, and uh, again, you know, they've been saying it about Papua. Now they're saying it about, you know, um, the, the Mahasiswa, the, the students. Um, and the whole, you know, I think the effort is they're trying to say, oh, there's these anarchist agitators, which, you know, probably true. But then, of course, the classic anarchists as terrorists play. Um, and then then they can unleash Densis 88 on everybody. Um, so that, uh, I think, their messaging is steering toward uh, some kind of, like, li- like uh, crackdown with popular approval or, like, crackdown with, like, um, you know, a, a veneer of state legitimacy and all that kind of shit. Um, so... To, to kind of bring it around to like the fun part of being an anarchist. Um, here's somebody spray painting the words, we're pissed on the roof of an overturned vehicle, <laughs> which you can see in the notes. Um, and uh, currently Jokowi is considering his response as of like today. So I, again, I don't know, but we shall see. I have Jacoby's also going to flip over the... a car and, and spray paint. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> He's like, actually, I like Metallica. <laughs> they're like, yeah, fine. <laughs> you can join the party. <laughs> Some more so, anarchists yeah. flip over a different car and they're like, St. Anger was a shit <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah, right, right. 
get some real <laughs> anger right here. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of which, have you ever? <laughs> I don't know how much of Metallica you've listened to, but uh, there is a video mm-hmm. you can look up on YouTube. It's very funny. It's uh, yeah, Saint Anger. But the snare drum is the snare drum from, or sorry, it's uh, ma- uh, Master of Puppets. But the snare drum is the one from Saint Anger, and it's it sounds so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that's great. It's hilarious. Oh, so that's basically I, I for for those of you who are really interested in keeping track of this stuff and following it, um, I added the um, the handles of a bunch of people on Twitter um, that I follow to kind of keep track of some of these things. You know, some of them are more just kind of general journalists, like, you know, like mainstream journalists. And some of them are more like, they're like locals who are like here to the ground and are um, more kind of in tune with like, like the real shit that you should be paying attention to. Or like maybe they have like a left slant that is, you know, friendly and good to think about. Um, also like, don't be embarrassed to use Google translate to just throw shit in there. And like, if there's a word you don't know chance or like that Google translate doesn't know, it's probably slang or, or like a, a super abbreviation. Cause there's like a lot of time, you know, just like in any language, there's just going to be like throwing fucking cockney slang or abbreviations in there. Everybody knows what they're talking about, but us. So yeah, that, that Denzus. Word is apparently an abbreviation of uh, detasimen kusus. Yep. Yep. So it's special yeah, detachment. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Their their acronyms are sometimes um, you know just the, the initial letters, and sometimes it's like the initial syllable or like or like a super contraction of the word. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard to figure out what like what a thing means. You just have to look it up. But yeah, so that's that's what I've got. I'm I'm I've got a lot of emotions about this. I actually was afraid I was going to cry a bit, uh, to be honest, because this like really fucking heavy shit going on and has been going on for a long time. Um, but I'm really glad I got to tell you all about this, and there's so much more to learn. It's a pretty overwhelming topic. It's massive. Yeah. 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 Damn. Well. Uh, yeah. Well. Well. Nose together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. And thank you for, for suggesting the topic. I think this was the right time to do it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry for the lateness on getting the episodes out. I have been sick this week and uh, just... Yeah, God, how dare you be sick? <laughs> how can you be a real American um, if you're getting sick all the time? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll try to pick the pace back up. Uh, coming soon and uh if you enjoyed this episode check out our other episodes at neighborsciencepodcast.com uh our twitter is at neighborsipod uh everything else is just neighbor science uh i'm at handle of rye chris is at solidarity underscore goth uh i will put those uh indonesian twitter handles in the show description uh so you can just Follow them from there. Uh, excuse me. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.